the weekly warm pipe. What's up, guys? Welcome to the weekly warm pipe podcast. I'm your host, Russ Lyman. With me, I'm Jay, the NES addict. Excellent. And this week's topic is games that made us want the Sega Genesis. The Sega Genesis. As you know, we we're both pretty good, I would say, NES fanboys. We love us some Nintendo. Absolutely. But, but growing up, uh, neither one of us had a Sega Genesis as a kid. No, I sure didn't. I remember going to the store and having to make that fatal decision. Super <laughs> Nintendo, Sega Genesis. I chose the Super Nintendo. You know what? I don't remember ever seeing... They, did they not have Sega Genesis kiosk at stores? No, they did. I they remember did. specifically hearing Green Hill Zone Act 1 music, and okay. that music alone made me want Sonic so bad. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I, I, maybe I just remember playing the Super Nintendo more at, like, service merchandise in Sears. Like, maybe that was just more accessible. I don't know if both stores had one of each for you to play, or it's just how much space they had where they were selling the video games to have a kiosk. I feel like at Toys R Us, they were side by side. So it was direct competition. Right. I mean, with them, because being a full toy store, they definitely had the uh, the room to have that set up. There was also a meme, one of my friends posted, and it was like, um, like, why do you have uh, neck problems? Like you're talking to your chiropractor and because the screen was like, up there <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like looking up playing the game <laughs> yep as an eight-year-old it's a long way to look up right so yeah you're saying right off the bat i mean i got sonic 2 right here but any of the sonic games definitely would want you we agree <laughs> to get a sega genesis i chose two because uh you know it's two player you can't play as tails even though sonic runs fast and you're off the screen but you still get to interact I remember there was this one picture. It was, I don't know if it was a poster or in a magazine, but it was like kind of introducing Sonic 2. And you saw Sonic and you could see Tails and they were kind of shadowed. So you couldn't tell what they were really well. I mean, you obviously knew it was Sonic, but you didn't know what this little character with two tails beside him was. Right. And I remember just that image alone resonated with me and got me so hyped up. And I was like, man, maybe I made the wrong choice. Maybe I should have got a Sega. <laughs> yeah i mean sonic was already out um with with sonic one i'm not sure what the time gap was when when sonic 2 came out but seeing tails you're like okay what is this like is it going to be two player because uh with mario you can play two players but it's not at the same time you had to wait till someone dies but with sonic 2 could play together at once and that was that was pretty big you don't have to sit there waiting on the sidelines if your buddy's super good at the game and never dies and you're like it's never going to be my turn (laughs) (laughs) it it was a little flawed though because if tails got left behind he would just fly and catch up which i guess was nice maybe if you were playing it like with your little sister who wasn't any good right um but if you were playing it with a, a friend like yourself who would be competent in gaming um I feel like the person that got tails got short into the stick just a little bit. Right. But now I'm remembering, wasn't there, wasn't there split screen on this? If you played two player and you could see top and bottom and both play as Sonic. I don't know if you could both play as Sonic. Maybe. I don't remember that because obviously I didn't have a Genesis. So um, I haven't played a lot of two player Sonic two. I did play it at my friend Brad's house. Yeah. But I, I just remember tails lagging behind and catching up, but maybe that was single player. 
I don't, I don't I know. I mean, that was definitely like the single player mode you could take over. But I want to say maybe if you chose the two player, it's been so long since I played two player on Sonic. I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to get the wife out and see if she wants to play some Sonic 2. We did go off topic a little bit. We did just go see the Sonic 2 movie yesterday, and it was fantastic. Was it? My <laughs> son is it. dying to see it. Oh, yeah. It's a great time for sure. <laughs> We're going to go see it soon. Don't worry. We'll move on to the next game so we keep this going. Um, some other games I got here that definitely wanted me to, uh, you know, wish I had a Sega Genesis. Of course, Castlevania Bloodlines. That's a great game. So different from uh, Super Castlevania. They kind of went in a different direction and had uh, some different people you could choose from. You could either have the whip or get a cool, like, trident weapon. And uh, yeah, this game's awesome yeah the graphics are amazing it sounds great um i think that trident staff thing adds a different element to the game you know right right so it's not so i guess repetitive you're like i always got a whip always whipping castlevania and you're like okay well who's this guy now he's got a cool trident like jump move with it that you could charge up and shoot across <laughs> wasn't that eric lacard i think that's who it was here john morris has the, in the back correct yeah yeah and like such a good soundtrack and even how they utilize the graphics and stuff like the level where it's it's uh the water and it's mirrored and it's like That's the water's cool. going up and down. And you're like, what is this? Like you didn't see that on the Super Nintendo version. And you're like, oh, my God, I, why did why am I not playing this game? <laughs> yeah, that definitely looked really cool. Now, I sadly did not know about the Castlevania series as much as a kid. Um, so that was not on my radar. But what was on my radar was a game that I played one summer at my friend's house in Myrtle Beach. And that was Aladdin. That's right. That's right. All those Disney games that came out and funny enough, is different on Sega Genesis. You actually got a sword in that one. Yeah. um, I feel like the debate on which one is better is up in the air. Uh, I tend to be Team Sega. Okay. I know the Super Nintendo one, I feel, is probably a little bit more easier. Unless I just played that one so much, I've just gotten good at it. But you're like, oh, man, you get a sword in the Sega Genesis one? You're not just bouncing off people's heads? <laughs> Don't you throw apples in the first one and in, in the Super Nintendo? Yeah, and you, you, you know, you make them dizzy with the apples, so it's more kid-friendly, I guess. <laughs> apples are dangerous, kids. <laughs> but they didn't want you playing a sword in Nintendo. They're like, swords are bad. Aladdin can't have one. Give them the apples. That's it. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Mario. I'd say I'm pretty sure my friend, uh, I, like I said, I didn't have Sega growing up, so I'm pretty sure my, my neighbor had Aladdin over there. We played that one. And, and of course, uh, you know, the other ones too, Lion King, that came out on there. Yeah. I just remember Aladdin being really top tier. Yeah, I mean, with graphics, music, and everything, and the gameplay, and it's it's great that it's so different, because then if you do have both systems, you're like, you get a different experience. It's just not like, okay, they just poured it, you know, this one over. Yeah. What you got next, Russ? We'll go with the same same thing there. There was one at Super Nintendo, but I don't know, I'm thinking I'm liking this one better. Ninja Turtles uh, Hyperstone Heist. You're on Team Hyperstone Heist. I've been playing this one a lot lately, going back to it, and I just feel the controls are so much tighter on this. I don't know why they messed it up on the Super Nintendo, where they had 
way more buttons. <laughs> but on the Sega Genesis, they have like the slide map to a button. So you can just slide and then use your attack. Where on Super Nintendo, they want you to like double, like double click on forward or back or whatever to get your run going. And it's, oh, yeah. so, it's so annoying. And I'm like, that just kind of hinders the gameplay for me. So I was like, I'm going to go with Hyperstone Heist. You know, I'm going to play this one a little bit more. I used to have Hyperstone Heist, but only as a collector several years back. I ended up getting rid of it, sadly. But uh, I don't think I've played it enough to really know the differences. Um, but I do remember as a kid, um, Turtles in Time was a huge game on the Super Nintendo. But I always wondered what Hyperstone Heist was like. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, the graphics on it are great. And it does let you um, choose between... I think you could do almost more like a comic style graphic opposed to the, uh, what would it be? Cell, cell shading or something like that. Almost like a cartoon. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they had all the awesome bosses in there and it, great button mashing for sure. You know, I beat it on live stream uh, a couple months back and had a good time with it. Definitely, you know, Ninja Turtles were real big at that time. So having a different version of a uh, Ninja Turtle beat em up game, you're like, oh man, what is this? Let me get myself a Sega. I think that cover <laughs> art really helps sell that game too. It just looks so good. They're all looking over the city and it's glowing. Yeah. It just looks cool. You're like, oh man, what are they looking at? Okay. The Hyperstone Heist. Yeah. Cool name too. Right, right. Instead of just, you know, Turtles in Time. Okay. Maybe the Hyperstone has something to do with time travel. You're like, who knows? <laughs> Got to pop it in the old Genesis and find out. Welcome to the next level, baby. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what else you got? What do you got? All right. So this is a big one for me. So uh, 1993 was probably huge for X-Men on Fox. Yes. And as a huge Wolverine and Gambit fan, I wanted to play this version of X-Men so bad. <laughs> so it looked good. so awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, every kid was watching X-Men in the 90s. Um, and so my neighbor had X-Men on the Sega. I didn't have, I didn't have it on Nintendo or anything like that. So going over there, I'm like, whoa, what is this? We get to play as, you know, Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit, start, like all those core characters of the series. I was like, this is awesome. Cause I think at that time, the only Super Nintendo game that had X-Men was Spider-Man and Arcade's Revenge. Okay. And I really, really wanted that game. Looking back, I'm glad I never got it. I would have been extremely disappointed. Um, <laughs> but I do remember playing this game at a friend's house. And I just remember thinking, man, I, I really love the way it looks. But the difficulty for me, even then, yes, yes, was pretty up there. And absolutely. I don't think we got anywhere like in the game. I know you. there was like... You can like choose your level type thing. And we probably just done that, but I don't think we got to any bosses or anything, but I was like, all right. I mean, there's the characters. It's an X-Men game. It looks cool. I don't That's mind right. it. <laughs> I think the furthest I ever got was like level two. Yeah. One thing uh, that was really cool about that game was the secondary characters that you could like have like Archangel come through and fly through and shoot out right. those little razors. That's right. Yeah. I'm trying to think was, uh, was Nightcrawler playable or was he one of the secondary? I'm pretty sure he was playable because I think you could disappear and reappear in other places. Right. That was I think it was neat. Nightcrawler, Gambit, Wolverine, and Cyclops. Okay. And then you got uh secondary characters with like Storm and coming in probably. Yeah, yeah, Storm was one. She's actually <laughs> right there on the back. Nice. That's a good one. That's a good one too. Um 
This one was a collaboration. Beat em up style game. Battletoads, Double Dragon. Definitely a fun beat em up style game. I love myself some, uh, you know, Battletoads on the NES, uh, Double Dragon. Not too bad on NES, you know, I played it, uh, but to have them combined just beat together, it. I did just beat it. <laughs> nice I have to beat the other ones. <laughs> but yeah, Double Dragon. And Battletoads together was so awesome because they they took both of those franchise. Like you have the Double Dragon characters uh, with the big punches and kicks that they do for uh, Battletoads. They kind of mimicked over to that. So it's like choose who you want to be. Um, and I thought it was pretty unique. I never seen something like that, like a crossover like that before. That was that was definitely unique. Yeah, I think it made it across all three platforms too: NES, Super NES, and Sega Genesis. Right, right. And I said, yeah, I never got I never got it on any of the uh NES or maybe I just never seen it at the at the store or the rental place or whatever. But I was yeah. like Sega Genesis. Oh they're doing what Nintendo don't. That's right. That was some <laughs> amazing marketing. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. That marketing used to make me always be like, Man, did I pick the worst system? Like which one has better graphics and Right. You know, I mean, they- I guess you could have always um rent it the sega genesis from blockbuster they let you rent the systems back in the day so you can almost have a taste of like that probably would have been helpful before choosing it would have been yeah let's rent one for one weekend one for the next and then choose which one we're buying you i based my choice off the fact that my friend had a birthday and i spent the night at his house and he got a super nintendo and we just spent all night playing super mario world yeah and that just that experience i was like if i leave this store Without Mario World, right. I'm going to regret it. Exactly. That's how I knew. <laughs> I probably played Super Mario World so much at the stores. I was like, okay. I basically almost beat the game. Or, you know, because you would go there and you could save the game on the Super Nintendo. So the kiosk would have like, you're like, what is this level? You come back in a week, someone's gotten further. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever remember that happening because I don't think I made it to the store that often. But, um, but I definitely remember playing it at the store before I had the chance to get it right yeah i mean it, i said it, they had it at sears and serves merchandise and that was uh within walking distance from uh where my mom's house was so i would go there often uh, you know we ride our bikes there or walk or whatever and check out the games you're like oh sweet these are games you can't get because you don't only get a game you know at your birthday and uh christmas or maybe like if you did good on a report card or something like that yep. Other than or that, saved up some money cutting grass or something. Yeah, your paper route or something like that, or going over a friend's house and playing what they got. <laughs> the old trade. <laughs> Another one on my list I'd say they have is uh, Quackshot. You ever play this one? Never played Quackshot, but I've always thought it looked interesting. Yeah, I mean, again, with like almost like the Disney thing there, um, and he's looking like Indiana Jones on the, uh, the front cover there. I thought this was pretty unique. You know, it has a... Um, almost like you, you play part of the level and then it has to stop because you need a special item. So then you go to the map screen and it's like, all right, well, where, you, where do you have to go to find this special item to continue on? So you're kind of traveling, doing some backtracking after you unlock a few things. And uh, yeah, I thought it was unique. You're shooting plungers. You got a plunger gun. That and- part looks so cool. That plunger gun. I think that sells that picture for me. Oh yeah. You're like, what is this? You know, kind of odd. It's not like uh 
a regular gun. So they made it more fun. Oh, he shoots plungers. You know, they stick to, to Pete's head and you could kind of walk by them and then you get some that stick the walls and you could climb up walls. So I was like, okay, this is pretty unique. Kind of um, made a gimmick out of it. Yeah. You know, it's sad. They never, you know, pursued another one, but like made it, made a sequel to quack shot or even did, did a remake. I believe there was leaked photos of them doing like a remake currently, like what it could look like. Um, and it never got made, unfortunately. That would have been sweet to see. Yeah. I was, I think it, it might've came out on like April fools or something like that, but they're like really pitching it to the, uh, to the company. And I was like, come on, this would be come awesome. On. We need some quack shot. Like we got the new DuckTales series for Disney. Like let's revamp some old IPs. Let's do it. <laughs> My next one, and this isn't the game, but it's physical representation that I have. Okay. So not Taz Escapes from Mars, but the original Tasmania game. Okay. That game really made me want a Sega Genesis. I just thought it looked so cool. Do you have it? (laughs) That's the one. There it is. The The original Taz. Yeah, that game just looked so neat. Um, it looked just like the cartoon. That's what I liked so much about it. And I just thought Taz's art looks so cool. And like seeing him blow that fire. I don't know. It yeah. just looked like you were playing a cartoon. Probably about the way Quackshot is. Right. Yeah. And I loved all the... It's like, because we were watching all these cartoons growing up. And you're like, oh, okay, they got a game, you know, of it. Let's check it out. And, you know, is it going to be good? And, uh, yeah, I mean, you see Taz on the cover and you're like, oh, I got to get that game. It looks so awesome. <laughs> it did. It looked amazing. Like, it just, I don't know. Always wanted it when I, especially, like, if I was looking, like, at a gamer magazine. Yeah. Whenever I would see that, I always wanted it. And I know I had a, I have a copy of Sega Visions. Yes. And that game was in there. And I was like, man, I want that so bad. <laughs> I need to own it. <laughs> I need it. I need a Sega. <laughs> so, Sega. <laughs> so another game, it came out on uh, different platforms and it was uh, drastically changed on Sega. And that's the, uh, the Strider series. This one plays more arcade style than the NES kind of had you uh, backtrack in as a, like an adventure game. And I thought this was pretty unique because um, I did play some of the arcade itself. So, you know, having it on the Sega Genesis, you're like, oh, that'd be cool. I could play that at home, go around just slashing the bad guys. How does it compare to the arcade? Because I actually have the arcade version of that game on my Final Fight cab. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. I haven't played the arcade one in quite some time, so I'd be fuzzy on how close it is. I mean, obviously, it's got to be dumbed down a little bit to fit on Sega, yeah. but... Um, Plus, plus the arcade one wants you to keep uh, pumping quarters in. So I imagine you die a lot quicker. <laughs> but definitely a fun one. Yeah, I enjoy the Strider series. I mean, overall as 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 one, but this one would probably be easier to just pick up and go. You got to do a lot more thinking with the NES one because you're backtracking and trying to find items to unlock another area. So I was like, this is just easier. Pop it in the Sega. Have some fun with it. <laughs> So my next one, I don't have it to show, but I always thought that the, the Jurassic Park game okay, on the Sega Genesis looked so much cooler than the Super Nintendo one. I'm trying to remember if I played that one. Do I have? Do I it have was cool show? because you could be a raptor. Oh, no kidding. 
Yeah. So I thought that was such a neat take on it is you could like play it from the dinosaur's perspective um, right. or the person. You could do either one. Right. Choose, choose which way you want to live your life. <laughs> and it was side scrolling. Um, whereas the Super Nintendo was like top down and looked way more cartoony. The gotcha. Genesis one looked more realistic. And the other really neat thing was the intro. The big T-Rex popped his head in and was like, Sega. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> that was so awesome. What a great touch. <laughs> I wonder who thought that up. They're like, all right, Jimmy, you're getting a race. That's right. They're like, that's, that's great. Because it was edgy and tough and a little bit scary, you know? Right. And you're like, intimidating. Ex- inspect it coming at you. You're like, oh, okay, usually it's this. Boom, it's a dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur. No Sonic this time. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. I'm trying to think if there's anyone. I'm looking at my shelf over here the other <laughs> Sega Genesis games I have. Um, I did play Chuck Rock a lot. I don't know if you played that one, kind of caveman style game. It also was on Super Nintendo. I feel like it's pretty similar in aspects of gameplay style and everything like that. One um, that I really always wanted um, was Green Dog. I don't think it's a great game, Green Dog. but it just looked cool. He was like this skinny surfer dude. It was kind of like a beach theme. Okay. It just looked really neat. Yeah, if you haven't had Green Dog, at least give it a look online. Never. I think it looks a lot that. cooler than it is, but. Oh, okay. But I always <laughs> you pop it, it in, you're like, eh, I don't know. I'm stuck with it for the weekend. That's right. So I'm, I'll make do of it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I didn't get my Sega Genesis till later, definitely later on. I know I picked up a Sega CD I was mentioning, and I said, uh, maybe it just came with that. And that's when I got. To say it might have been because I did get 32x. I bought my 32x at like at a pawn shop, so it could have been a bundle with uh, the Sega and 32x, and then eventually I added the uh, the Sega CD to it. I remember getting my nephew a Sega Genesis in like 2003, and it was like you could buy the Sega for like 19.99 or 29. It was like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, and you could get like five games. And I think I got an X Men One, X Men Two, Sonic One. Sonic 2, and then I think I got him. I think I actually got him Green Dog. Nice. But I just remember, like, I was like, oh, I'll give you the childhood I always wanted. (laughs) (laughs) That I might have chosen wrong. We'll give you this. (laughs) I will say, I'll give it to Sega for, uh, you know, the clamshell cases because it protected the, uh, the cart inside and kept your manual good. And we didn't think for whatever reason to throw these out. We're like, oh, okay, it's like hard shell, this and that. Whereas you got a Nintendo game, you're like, this is just cardboard. Get, like, get rid of the box. Chunk it in the trash. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was very forward thinking. That was really cool. And now, like, the games are probably better preserved. And we have all the boxes. Right, right. My only, my only concern was the, uh, I wonder if the tabs ever, like, damage some of it from pulling it in and out in and out that's true yeah probably some scratches on the side geez my copy of strider's pretty beat up yeah (laughs) and i guess the only other thing is maybe took up a little more room right but might have been easier to store just because they do stand up nice right you can stand them up you could stack them like on the side you're not going to worry about like anything uh like bowing or stuff like that you could just yeah like all right bring them up Bring my Sega games over for a sleepover at Jay's. 
Well, exactly. You could bring them to a friend's house and they're not going to get all beat up. So that was cool. <laughs> yeah, you just threw them around. Darn you, Sega. <laughs> Forward thinking. Forward thinking bunch of game developers. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else we got. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other Sega games really just piqued my interest. I mean, the Tiny Toons Adventure one comes up, but I wanted it. I wanted Buster Bust Loose, but I also wanted the Sega version. It was neat that they kind of made so many of the same IPs, but they slightly tweaked them just a little different for each system. Right. right. I'm sure they did that to, you know, obviously draw attention to the kids where it's maybe they already had that video game on Super Nintendo. And they're like, wait, it's a little bit different on Sega. Like, and they're begging their parents, well, I want that version. And they're like, we already have it at home. No, this is on Sega, though. It's- yeah. <laughs> you already chose. Did you feel this way, Russ? Whenever I met a kid that had both systems, which wasn't often, I was right. like, are you rich? How can you afford this? Right. It's like, ah, uh, geez, did, did you ask one Christmas, you know, for this and then your birthday for the other one? It's funny because the first time I started watching my retro life, you know, our buddy Tyler over there. Yeah. Um, his dad was such an enthusiast that he got system after system after system. And I just remember thinking, your parents must have been rich. But I've heard him say, like, you know, they're just a middle class family. His dad just really liked it. So he just fed into it. Right, right. I mean, I guess, you know, he saved his money to 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 purchase those things because it was for the family, essentially. Yeah. You can see in the videos, like everyone's having a good time playing it. So exactly. some families, maybe they went on vacation and this and that, and other people bought electronics or the the new fangle thing and was like all right we're doing this <laughs> good old sega yeah i said the only way i ended up getting stuff was the you know the three days good report card birthday or christmas i kind of lucked out or or it could have been a curse my birthday's in december 19th so it's so close to christmas so a lot of times i would just get like a combined gift like instead of uh something separate so if i wanted maybe the nes and it was you know three hundred dollars it's like well that's too much for your birthday it's like yeah but can it be a birthday christmas present together so you only get one <laughs> yeah that's that's the way to use that to your advantage russ get the more expensive presents be like come on 100 100 for the birthday 100 for the for the christmas present put right. it together and there's your sega cd <laughs> all the enjoyment of the motion video sewer shark that's right dude yeah sewer shark and i remember um what was that billy willie beamish oh yep yep i have that one too we'd have to do a whole episode on uh sega cd games i'm not sure how much you played of sega cd but i had one briefly a few years back and the only games i ever ended up buying were sonic cd and final fight oh okay yeah kind of basic ones there's no uh no videos in those ones nope (laughs) just really good video gameplay who wants that? I did. <laughs> nice. I think it sums it up pretty good of, uh, you know, certain games we want it uh, to get a Sega Genesis to try and enjoy those instead of having the, the Super Nintendo ones. Yeah. I mean, all I can say is the 16-bit wars were a real thing. And if the Sega Genesis wouldn't have been around, it wouldn't have been as fun. Yeah. And I mean, it's good that it was around for the competition. Uh, you know, have Nintendo work a little bit harder and oh, make, yeah. making funner games or like, I'm just going to buy the Sega version and, and not buy your games. Yep. <laughs> Made them earn it. Let us know in the comments if you guys uh, 
mention any games that we haven't, you know, that you were like, this made me want to get a Sega Genesis. I went over my my neighbor's house and played this game and I was sold. I'd be curious to see. So would I. Yeah, so this is our this is our pilot episode of the the weekly warp pipe podcast. We're gonna be putting these out every Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> weekly warp pipe, weekly warp pipe, weekly warp pipe. <laughs> I got my weekly warp pipe uh, mug right here. Jay has to catch up. <laughs> I gotta catch up. All I got this water bottle. So <laughs> well, appreciate you guys watching. Uh, as always, I'm Russ Lyman, and keep your world fun bit by bit. And Jay, we'll see you next time, guys. 